Hi, you're listening to Coffee Talk. I am your host, Liv Alliston. Today, we are going to be talking about falling in love with God's Word. And I am here with my sister, Gabrielle. Legit sister, not just sister yeah. in Christ. Yeah. Sister from the same mother. mother. Doesn't have the same <laughs> ring. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it. So, um. Oh, no, I guess the same mister. That's the, that's where the ring the is. The same mister? Sister, sister from, from another the, mister. You but know, we're not like, from another mister. Exactly. That's why I was oh. sister from the same mister. <laughs> so anyway, enough about us. We're going to be talking about Bible study. So like when you think of studying the Bible or the phrase quiet time, like what comes to your mind? I hate the word quiet time or words quiet time. What do you call it then? I still call it quiet time. <laughs> you still call it quiet time? Now I do. Now I do. But at first I was like, what does that even mean? Like, shh. Like, don't even speak, Jesus. This is quiet time. Like, I just, I never liked the phrase probably growing up in the Bible Belt. Like, I just, it just always sounded revolting to me. But now I think of, now that I've experienced quiet time, real quality quiet time, I think of peace and rest. Like, that's where I'm like, oh, if I can just get there. Like, I just want to get there, be there. Um, and that's like my my rest and recharge kind of stuff. So, like, used to if you'd asked me that question before I would have been like it sounds it feels daunting because I don't I don't understand anything I don't know if I have that much to say to God to spend a quiet time for an extended period of time um it was supposed to be an hour it was supposed to be like I don't know but now now it's like that's like where I always want to be (laughs) what is that what do you think I think that like when I think of it, it's not, it's usually not quiet. Usually we have Clark coming in our bedroom going, I brought my devotional and Bible. I'm going to do quiet hour with you or quiet time with you. Uh, so it's never really quiet, but I, I tend to think, I think of what it is in a different season of life of like the season I'm not in that it's pouring over like a notebook of all of these people's names and prayer requests and just praying for hours upon hours. And that's not realistic in the season of life that I'm in. So sometimes it can kind of make me feel like shameful, which obviously is not of the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. Romans mm-hmm. So sometimes that's kind of like a, I guess a false view and concept of what it actually is, but really it's just, I mean, when you think about it, really is just spending time with Jesus. And you can do that on the go and you can do that in your car. So there are a lot of ways to study God's word are there any wrong ways? Yes, in my opinion. It, it is wrong if you're studying it out of context, uh-huh. number one. Which means pulling scriptures without knowing what the full context. Like, I would just pull out a single verse I used to. Name it, of, claim it. Yeah, instead of <laughs> just reading the whole chapter. And when you read yeah. the whole chapter and then you read the whole book, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a very different meaning from what I yes. originally thought. Yeah. So I would say that is for sure a no, no. That's, I would say that's the wrong way of studying it. The last thing I would say too, is that I think there's another wrong way of studying it. And that's more about your wrong approach. Mm -hmm. I think there are particular ways that I have personally approached reading the Bible and just quiet time in general that are incorrect or not, not necessarily incorrect, just not the best way. It's not going to keep you coming back. For one, it's coming to him when you just need something. Um, if I'm only studying God's word for something that I need all the time, like I just, I don't think that's the point of studying God's word. Well, it's making God, God's right. time about he's, you. He's not my genie. Right. And the sooner you realize that, the better. And 
So I think that there are different approaches, like coming to him because you feel like you have to. Now, there, I'm not saying that discipline is wrong. It's a fruit of the spirit. I'm just saying that sometimes we approach it in the wrong way. So like if I come to a friend and I'm like, I feel like I'm obligated to go and have coffee with this friend. Well, I'm going to come with a different attitude than I would if I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to see this friend. Rather than like, oh my gosh, I have to go and I have to have coffee with this person. I have to go and talk to this person. You're going to, everything is going to be filtered through the wrong lens with that approach and attitude. And so um, I do think that there are good approaches and bad approaches. And and that would be one thing that I would say is a wrong way of, of studying. Yeah. As far as external factors, like where you have quiet time and how long it is and all that kind of stuff, that, that I don't think there's a wrong way. Just organic and whatever, wherever you have time that like God is always with you. Right. So it can be where, whenever, wherever. I think there's a wrong mindset to have, like you were saying, mm-hmm. where uh, instead of having a, a selfish motivation of, okay, God, what do you have for me today? It's like, well, it's not really about you, is it? You know, and, and I used to have that mindset a lot of, okay, I got to get, you know, some good nuggets. And what is, what is God going to show me today that I need for me and, you know, whatever to help me. And he always is going to help you, right? but it's not a seeking, it's a, it's a change in perspective and shift in thought. It's not seeking things that make you feel good. You're not seeking the answers and that is seeking him and the, the change and the shift in that focus of just seeking to know him then you will have joy and peace and truth and mm-hmm. encouragement because he is all of those things. So I think that the not not doing it from a selfish place with a selfish motivation, but making it about him because that's what it's all about. Let's face it. So tell me, Gabby, how you study God's word. If, is there any particular way or method? Do you use a particular book, a commentary or anything like that to kind of go along with God's word? Or what do you do? Or does it change? Uh, for me, I don't like following reading plans or anything like that. Now that, that probably changes with seasons, but for right now, what I do is I, I literally will sit down at the beginning of my time. Sometimes I'll journal, sometimes I won't, but more often than not, the best times that I have with him are when I get everything out of my head first. So I will journal first and it's more of a prayer to him and to just get my focus, like get everything out of my head so that I can focus better and And then basically just asking the Holy Spirit to like, I want to see a fresh perspective on whatever I'm getting ready to read because the Bible is is living. And so I want fresh perspective, fresh ears, fresh eyes, fresh mind and heart to see what it is that he wants. He's saying through scripture. And so I'll, I'll ask him to rid me of myself. A lot of times when I read, it's, you know, it's transformational. I want that to occur in my time and in my life. I will usually, um, I have a really bad habit of hanging out in the gospels because I just love Jesus so much. Like (laughs) I know the the whole Bible, you know, obviously points to Jesus, but I love reading about how Jesus did life here on earth. I will always gravitate towards the gospels, but I, I try to like, I don't read a particular amount of scriptures or chapters or anything like that. Like it's more about just when I feel like I have found it the nugget that I need to be pondering. And then I'll stop there. Yeah, I do use accompanying books as far as commentaries. Um, I suggest everybody gets them. They're not just for, you know, theologians and pastors and all of that. Like it's, they're accessible to anyone. And so oftentimes if there's words in there that I don't understand, Google is also my friend during, during my Bible study times. I'll, I'll look up. I just did that this morning. I looked at what is the, 
is it Bible Hub? Where is it that you can see the Hebrew and Greek and all that? Blue Letter Bible? Yeah. So um, I'll use that sometimes. Sometimes I use Bible Hub. I think that is another one. And then once I get to like a, a word, like if I want to know more, even just about that English word, that is, that's the interpretation of it, then I will Google like the meaning of that word. I, I Googled conscience today just so I could get more and more understanding of, of what Hebrews was saying. So I do use commentaries. Uh, I don't have the particular, I have a Bible with a commentary in it. And then I also have a John MacArthur commentary. Um, it's not always my favorite one, but that's the one that I've got. So it's the one that I use. So uh, mine kind of changes that I go through, you know, seasons where I'm actually like, okay, I feel like God wants me to study the book of Acts, which is what I most recently studied. And when I kind of go through it like that, it's more of like a, like a study study, right? So I'm diving in every day into a different chapter. Sometimes I go back over the same chapter. Sometimes like I'll skip and do a Psalm and then come back to Acts the next day. So it's because sometimes if I do get into a very strict routine that I will focus on it as a task as opposed to, you know, quiet time with the Lord. And so I have to kind of mix it up. But uh, when I studied Acts, like I went through day by day, chapter by chapter, and I used a resource. It's on the resources page and I can link, but it's a Bible study guide. And so it takes you like, this is what you're reading today. Here's some notes from it. This is like an interpretation of how, what does it say about God? Uh, what is like a takeaway and practical application for the day. And so that kind of helps me organize my thoughts. Um, and then most recently I've been doing uh, Psalms and just kind of going through a Psalm a day. And then sometimes I'm just like, God, what, what, what do you want me to read today? Because sometimes I just, like I said, I have to kind of mix it up. And um, I do use Blue Letter Bible app all the time to get the, the lexicon translation, the Hebrew Greek transliteration. And then um, I also use on there, there's a commentary, uh, David Gusick, I think is how you pronounce his name. And he has, yeah, sounds good to me. And he has a really great commentary. It's like modern day English. So it's very easy to read. Additional resources sometimes. Right now our church, or I'm a life group leader. And so they just gave all of the life group leaders uh, the book, New Morning Mercies, which mm, is a devotional yeah. by Paul David Tripp. Got that one. Yeah. And so I've been doing that each day and kind of using, uh, in addition to going through Psalms, kind of using whatever scripture he's using as an additional read in my Bible. And then sometimes I will go through the Awaken devotional by Priscilla Shire. I, I kind of mix it up, I guess is, is my answer. Yeah. I, you know, and I was just thinking too, like for me with my, my, <laughs> my Bible study time, as, a, as someone who speaks and writes, if there is something that I'm trying to message prep on, I do, I specifically do not read that during my quiet time uh -huh. because my quiet time is not for message prep. Mm -hmm. My quiet time is to, is for me and God and to just be with him and get to know him. And so, and it's really hard to do when it's your work to, <laughs> to not like, and of course you're going to get like, you know, nuggets and different things that you're going to want to eventually talk about in some format. But it's the, the focus. Um, right. It. Right. Like like this morning, like I have, I have a talk on Wednesday and I was like, oh, I should probably read, no, you know, like John in my quiet time because I'm going to use this passage. And then I was like, no, no, this is not about message prep. This is not work time. This is me being in the presence of God time. Mm -hmm. So that's another note. And I me. think one of the two things too, so aside from reading the Bible and journaling, like you mentioned, reading commentaries and devotionals and things like that, all those are great too. But I think the other thing is that in your quiet time, 
however long it is, leave time to for prayer. But then, I mean, I usually pray at the beginning, um, Luke uh, 24, 45, uh, where Jesus opened their mind to understand the scripture. So I pray that mm-hmm. he'll open my mind to understand what I'm reading and that he'll reveal himself to me. So I pray opening. And then at the end, just to really give him time to speak to you and you to just shut up and listen. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I finished all my readings and this was great. Okay. Now let's go make the breakfast and start the day and all that kind of stuff. And I, completely forgot. Mm-hmm. I actually need to leave yeah. time for him to talk to me. <laughs> leave some margin. Yeah, exactly. So what are the key things do you think to look for in your Bible time? So this has changed for me over the last little bit. And and I just came from a conference with Christine Kane and Propel Women. And one of the ladies there was talking about some questions to ask as you're reading. And, and I thought they would probably be helpful to share here because it, I've not, I've asked some of these questions through reading, but not all of them. And so, uh, one that she said was question number one is like, what type of literature is this? Like the Psalms and Proverbs, Song of Solomon, they're, they're different than the Gospels. Gospels is a whole genre of its own. And then like, you know, is it, is it historical? Is it law? Is it poetry? Is it apocalyptic with like revelation? Is it storytelling? Is it lyrics? Like literal song lyrics? Like what kind of literature is this? Because it's a, you, you're going to need to put it through a different lens depending on the literature. Um, the second question that she had mentioned, where does it fit into the story? We have to read through the lens of the cross. So where, where is this? This is before or after the law was given. Which kingdom is he talking to? Is it before or after the pouring out of the Holy Spirit? Super, super important as far as context and how we read it. Another thing is, you know, where are you in the, like, where in the book are we? Like in the actual narrative context, like where in the book of John are we? What's been going on? Who is speaking and who's being spoken to? Those types of things go into that overall question. For instance, like Matthew, he's talking to a very different audience than Luke. And so, you know, who are these people and who are they talking to? Um, That helps with the context of it all. Where does it fit into God's story? So theological context in his, you know, in his purpose. Um, and then the last one is, how would you read this passage out loud? And I loved this point that she had made because like what tone of voice? Because First Thessalonians, she had mentioned, you know, is, is sometimes read from like an angry tone, but it was actually like the purpose of it. It even says it's written to bring you comfort. So tone of voice makes a huge difference in how you read something in the lens in which you view it. And so I thought those were some really great things as far as keys to look for um, during Bible time. Now, that's a lot of questions. It maybe, you know, feels like a lot, but that helps us to, to not read it, to approach it wrong and to not read it out of context is to really take those things into consideration. And of course, like I always ask Jesus to like just reveal something else about him that I, another side of him that I've never seen before or encountered before. And so that's, that's always something that, you know, I'm, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to me. Yeah. So all scripture, uh, God breathes, all scripture reveals uh, different attributes about God. And in order to love him, in order to trust him and all of that, like he's given us everything we need to do that by telling us who he is. Like, I wouldn't trust somebody I don't know. Well, he's not asking us to, like, he's giving us everything we need to know about him through his word. And so what does this reveal about God? And I remember I was reading 
Matthew 1. And I was like, oh my gosh, what does this reveal about God? Like, this is just a bunch of names I can't pronounce. And then I was just like, okay, God, just, okay, just, I'm going to pray about it. Like, what does this reveal about you? And then it felt like he was just like, you know, order. Like I'm, I'm a planner. Like look at all of these generations of people that I planned Mm -hmm. from beginning to end of, of just orchestrating everybody's lives to bring to the, you to this moment in scripture. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, that's actually quite good. All right, that's good. <laughs> I, can, I, I, can accept relate. That. I accept that. I can relate. I'm a planner. So that kind of thing of what does it reveal about God? Um, and that is a good way to not make it about you, but to focus on him. The other thing that I would say as far as application is, is there any sin issue that the Holy Spirit is dealing with you on? So when you're reading through it, and just asking him, just like David did in Psalm 51, 10, created me a clean heart, O God, like show me anything that is unclean, right? And, and get rid of it. Is there, as I'm reading this, is there something that God is convicting me on? Is there something that he's working uh, on my heart with? And if so, then you need to, you know, pray into that and ask him to kind of reveal that to you and uh, work that in you and be open to the spirit, you know, changing in you. I would say that's another thing to look for in your quiet time as far as application and how how it can transform you into his likeness. Oh yeah. I would say too, just like the lens of like, how do I live in light of this? Um, because I think a lot of times we read scripture and we're like, Oh, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Like I know so much, but what are you doing with it? Because this is a life manual. This is a way of life. This is how that means we're supposed to actually follow Jesus. That's an active thing. It's not just like knowing about it, but it's how do we live in light of this? What are, what decisions do I need to make in light of this? What's my behavior going to be? Am I going to be loving to that waitress or am I going to be hateful? Like um, it's, it, it informs how we live. And, and sometimes I'm guilty of, of not doing that, but, but I think, you know, when you're reading it, it's like, okay, how do I live in light of this Mm -hmm. now? Like, what do I do with this moving forward? Yeah. Our pastor says something I really always have have liked where it's, it's the word of God. It's just like Hebrews 4.12. It's alive. It's active. It's sharper than any two edged sword. So it always uh, will change you. If you're, if you're not listening to it and you're not applying it, then it hardens your heart. But if you're open to what God is trying to tell you through the scripture, through how he's revealing himself to you, through what he's trying to convict you of uh, lovingly, then it softens your heart and you begin to transform into his likeness. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, like what you were saying of living, how do I live in light of what I'm reading that it, the Bible tells you who God is. And then that we are created in his likeness, in his image. And through the spirit working inside of us, we are being sanctified and morphed into his image on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And so leaning into that and allowing him to speak to you and then therefore speak through you because you can't be used by God if you're not letting him transform you from the inside out. So thank you so much for joining us today. Gabri, thank you for joining me. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Uh, You have been prayed for. Have a great day. 